Hey everybody, Matt Kins here. Post Tipster Podcast at IndieTribune.com. Today I'm out on the farm harvesting some veggies. It's cold, so I'm working in the tunnel and I'm gonna talk while I work. Today I want to talk about on the show sort of the idea of karmic suffering and finding your own path and meaning in life. Uh, so karmic suffering. Karma is sort of this idea of multiple lifetimes and learning lessons in life. And I don't know, you know, whether you believe it or not, I find it to be an interesting framework an interesting model to look through the world. And as with any any of the religions or philosophies or theology, ranging from, you know, the mainstream religions, Christianity, to kind of what you'd call fringe stuff, like astrology or yoga or karma, you know, I think that mindless and thoughtless belief and adherence to dogma is like a real problem in the world. And so if you just believe anything without thinking about it, you're not, you know, you're not really getting the purpose of it, the point of it, that you're supposed to think rather than just accept. So... Karmic suffering. It's kind of this, I, well, let me just talk about it in my life. So there's always this sort of FOMO or regret that I've found. You know, I knew about Bitcoin a long time before I ever bought it. And now as I see, you know, number go up, I'm like, oh, I should have bought it when I knew about it. When it was cheap, I should have bought it in March 2020 when it was $3,000. I'd, I'd be so, you know what I mean? I'd be so much better off now. And I think that living through this, having that mindset leads to a very unhealthy mindset amongst, in like, a, in general, just in your life. Uh, the idea that you missed something or you screwed up and so now your whole life is going to be like revolving around that mistake. And oh, like I'll never, you know, I'll always be thinking about how much better things would have been if this or that had happened. And that just sets you up on the wrong foot, man. It's like building your house on a faulty foundation. It's, there's no point, there's no reason to think like that. It doesn't give you any benefit. Versus the idea of karmic suffering, which is like everything happens for a reason. I didn't do this thing or I did do that thing, but this, you know, but like I'm not dead. I'm not in jail. So maybe things aren't so bad. You know, I quit drinking quit doing all drugs and drinking, the one year sober today. 
And so I think, you know, if I'd, let's say I did buy Bitcoin at $50 and I was a millionaire now, would I have ever quit drinking? Maybe not. Maybe I'd have gotten a drunk driving accident, killed somebody. All right, I don't know. Maybe I'm just rationalizing my shitty financial choices. <laughs> but um, I, I find that a good way to look at things. And as far as career, too, a lot of people, we sort of have, like, regret in, in what we've done with our lives or haven't done. And I find that often this mental framework comes when we are not adapting our lives as our own. When we are looking at things through what other people think we should have done. That's not going to get us anywhere. Now look, we're in the year 2021. Society is fucking collapsing around us. And living to please other people, yeah, there might have been a time in history when you could pursue a career and a life that you hated but still be okay. But now, that era is gone. I talk about this, you know, there was a time when you could just do what they told you, they, you know, do what they told you, go to school, get a law degree, get a medical degree, work your whole life doing something you don't like, but you'd be financially okay. And these, these times are gone. You're not guaranteed shit if you're following somebody else's orders. You know, like, got friends who, yeah, they went to law school and they've got $2,000 a month in loans to pay back and they can't even get a job as a lawyer. Jobs in other fields. So that, that path isn't guaranteed. The only way forward in 2021 is to follow your truth. And really use your mind and think about what is really happening and where we're really going. We see this reflected in the collapse of the mainstream narrative. Look at the hysteria and insanity of these corporate journalists and the politicians trying to get people to not think and just believe the bullshit coming out of their mouths. You'd have to, like, at this point, when you see the people on social media who just believe the shit that the corporate press is talking about, these same people are inevitably talking about their mental illness or how depressed they are or how anxious and stressed they are. And it's because you would have... If you're going to follow the fucking backflips in logic of the mainstream media, you're going to be, it's going to make you mentally ill if you aren't already. Because it's not logical, and it's not consistent, and it's just totally crazy. So, you've got to strike out on your own path. And the sooner you do this, the better. Now, as somebody who just never believed any of the bullshit other people were telling me, and I've always been extremely skeptical and always been really, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> driven to just do my own thing and follow my own path, 
this is coming a little bit easier for me. The idea that basically all these fucking quote-unquote authority figures are lying to you. And they're just corrupt and trying to line their own pockets. I'm like, yeah, I've known that for my whole fucking life. So not that big of a leap for me. And, the, and every time I see it now, it just confirms what I've always thought, which can be a little dangerous. Confirmation bias where you're seeking out information that just confirms your bias. But I'm not really seeing anything from the people who are, you know, part of the dominant hierarchy. I'm not seeing anything from them that even remotely is, is true. And, you know, what's what's happening now in the world is basically the dominant hierarchy, it's fucking full. Like, there's no room. You're not ever going to get to the top of that hierarchy on merit because there is no, it doesn't, it isn't based on merit. It's based on nepotism and corruption and blackmail and just weird shit. So all these people who are doing well in the dominant hierarchy, they're not doing well because they're providing value or like meaning. They're just gaming the system. And that is why they defend it so rabidly is because they couldn't make it on merit. They couldn't succeed on merit. They can only succeed by ass-kissing and backstabbing and lying and basically just being paid shills for the, the, the people higher up the hierarchy than them. Now, there's kind of two reactions people have to this to this change in the hierarchy. You know, you know, back in the day, it's like, and you see this in a lot of developing countries throughout the past century, if you came from a poor family, you could join the military, rise to the ranks, make a, and make a career out of it, and make a life out of it. Same in, in, you know, the corporate days of old. The idea that, you know, you work for the same corporation for your entire life. They give you a gold watch and a pension as you leave. And you you relax and play golf for the remaining years. This doesn't exist anymore. Um, it does, none, none of it exists. And people think, oh yeah, it doesn't exist. A lot of left-wingers, the high-trust, high-dependence people will say, of course it doesn't exist. That's why we need government uh UBI or government savings but they're not digging deep enough they don't realize that the entire structure that made any of that possible is gone the stability of like the world before the technology that we have the stability for Americans that came post World War II and the fact that, like, our financial system is a giant Ponzi scheme, no matter who you're getting your dollars from, the dollar is a Ponzi scheme. So it doesn't matter if the U.S. government is giving you dollars, because it's still that, is that, that foundation that's crumbling. And guess what? You're not going to get government doling out Bitcoin or any kind of sound money. Because the only way to get sound money is to earn it. 
The government can't earn anything, it can only take. It can only print. And Bitcoin can't be printed, and it can't be taken. So, Jordan Peterson, who I often quote, I don't know if quoting is the right word, because I don't know his exact phrases, but he says, you know, he works with a lot of people who have had really traumatizing experiences throughout their life. And when your fundamental reality is shaken, you have two choices. You crumble or you build your own. And building your own fundamental mindset about the world is really hard. Because once you realize that you have to do it all yourself, there's a lot of checking and fact-checking and, and learning and failure you have to, to do and go through. And that really is tough. When you're just suckling on the teat of the corporate or the mainstream narrative, you don't have to do any fact-checking. You believe what you're told to believe. But when you're trying to build your own and figure your own shit out, all of a sudden you have to really listen and really vet your sources and really understand so many different things. It's like building your own house. It's like, it's easier to move into a house somebody else built. You're just going to say, oh yeah, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure the electricity is coded, wired to code, and I'm sure the foundation is great, and I'm sure the roof doesn't leak, and, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But, like, you know, your ignorance makes it easier to assume that that roof is never going to collapse around you. But when you're doing it on your own... You've got to really think, dude, did I pour the foundation the right way? You know, did I wire this? Did I do the plumbing right? Or is this going to, am I going to have a huge problem on my hands in the future? And our mental models are, that's a great metaphor for your mental model. It's easy enough to just adopt somebody else's mental model and say, okay, yeah, that's fine. I'm sure they built it right. I mean, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. You're not going to find out until it fails. But when you're building your own mental model, you've really got to say, wow, okay, there's a lot that goes into this, a lot of factors. And one of the other things that, that you get with somebody else's mental model is it's basically turnkey. You have somebody else build your house and you work your job and you get paid and then you buy the house, you turn the key and you walk in and everything ostensibly works. Again, you don't really know until it fails. But when you're building your own shit, you've really got to say, is this right? If I do this wrong now, is, am I, is it really going to crumble on me over the next couple of years? Might. So, my point is, and I'll get back to the karmic suffering, right? You have to forge your own path. And this sucks. 
And what we've often been trained to think is like, oh man, if only I had this, my life would be better. If only I was rich, my life would be better. If only I'd invested in Bitcoin 10 years ago, my life would be better. Maybe. Maybe it wouldn't have. Maybe if you're a Bitcoin millionaire, you'd gotten addicted to cocaine and ripped off by some fucking hot prostitute. Maybe, you know, would have uh, gotten in a drunk driving accident and killed some little kid. Who knows? There's no reason to assume that your life would be better if these things had happened. And so once you get to that premise, you have to say, well, what's good about my life right now? What makes it good? How do I make it better? And that's not so easy. Because if you're going off this assumption that your life wouldn't necessarily be better if all your material things were taken care of in such an easy way, if you're going off that assumption, then you have to say, well, maybe it's not just like material wealth that would make it better, obviously. Some level of material wealth is great because it's really nice not to have to worry about things. But at some point, you got to worry about something. There's no shortage of rich trust fund kids whose daddies gave them all the money they ever wanted. There's no shortage of their horror stories. Uh, Jason Gummy Bear Davis, right? Like the billionaire Wall Street, or not Wall Street, Hollywood heir who ended up dying of a heroin overdose after his life just like completely fucking degenerated. No shortage of stories like that. The Olsen twins, right? Any, all these fucking celebrities. So karmic suffering is this idea that you have these lessons to learn in life and you have some value to bring to the world. So what is it going to be? And only you know. Yeah, there's people who can help you figure it out. There's people who can help you along your path. But ultimately, there's a responsibility that's on your shoulders that only you can figure out. And that's really hard. You can't just throw money at it. You can't just throw stuff at it and say, oh, it's figured out. This is something you have to work through. And that is at the same time extremely liberating, but extremely scary. Because you're saying, well, only I can judge my success or failure, ultimately. Like, right, does the adulation of millions mean you're a success? Not necessarily. So it's up to you to figure it out. So... How do you figure it out? I don't know. For me, spending a lot of time in meditation in nature really helps. Because we spend, we, we're often just kind of under this fight or flight influence that the world puts us in, right? Consume, consume, consume. Because when we're scared, we consume because that's a fight or flight mechanism. We're worried that maybe the future won't be so good, so we consume now. Media puts us in this mental state. Just the world in general. It's hard not to drive around anywhere and get your adrenaline up. Because even just driving alone through the middle of the country, you're still piloting this 2,000-pound two, 2, machine 
that could fucking kill you. And even though we've sort of been desensitized that a deep part of your brain still gets it. So, so there is so much in the modern world that puts us in this fight or flight state. So meditation, just calm breath work, can stop you from reacting, right? It gets you out, it literally, you're activating a different nervous system. You're, it's called your parasympathetic nervous system when you get out of the fight or flight. The parasympathetic is the system that uh, controls eye dilation, pupil dilation, uh, salivation, digestion, sexual arousal, sleepiness, blood flow, gland flow. And so by meditating, you actually do activate that nervous system and it changes your fight or flight nervous system. So that gets you out of this mindset of like reacting to the world and reacting to external stimuli. And it allows you to sort of reset your compass and say, okay, am I going, you know, I'm not gonna go do something because I'm reacting to something else. I'm gonna go do something purely out of, out of motivation from inside, inside my own mind. And that helps you Figure out your own path. I've found anyway. That's what I've found. So, karmic suffering. What have you done in the past that you want to make up for or that you sort of regret or that you worry about repeating in the future? Well, I guarantee if you don't fix your mental model, if you don't change your mental state, you're going to find yourself doing these things again, or at least acting in that same way again. So, through, like, a lot of work, and it's different work than we're used to. This isn't like, I'm just going to bury my head in work and convince myself that that's meaningful. You can't do that anymore. It doesn't exist. There's no payout for it. There's very rarely like another job, a job that you can do for someone that's gonna make all this shit worth it. The world's changing too quickly for that. You've gotta figure it out for yourself. And that's the idea of karmic suffering. So, this has been the Post Tipster Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it, and I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.